When it comes to creating a mastermind or a digital course or a surfboard or a t-shirt, why should you just get it out there? Well, today's guest is going to tell us just that. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. Push it out! Welcome back to your weekly dose of mastermind and just get it out there learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman, and you, well, that is infinitely more important. You are a driven entrepreneur, a businessman, or you're going to be one very soon. Either way, you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, or just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal, or business results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. All right, big episode today. David Foy is going to be sharing some of his insights about how he created a mastermind for fixed ops. We'll let him get into that. Plus, I'm going to let you in on next episode's guest who's going to tell us all about the importance of the six C's. And as per usual, the Dark Horse Corrals are chock full of personal business and marketing, G-O-L-D, spilling from every corner of the Dark Horse Entrepreneur HQ. So let's get to the starting gates and go. My guest today is David Foy. David Foy in his own podcast, The Fixed Ops Mastermind, asked the question, am I qualified to be here? Well, I think personally the answer is yes, as David has been working in fixed operations since 1987. Now, this is where he started as a technician and began working his way up to the fixed operations director of a seven-store group. David has well over 50,000 hours of experience, and as many of us know, you can call yourself an expert after 10,000 hours of experience. So with that, I think David is an expert five times over. All right. Well, I want to welcome Dave Foy to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur. Dave, welcome to the show, man. Thank you very much for having me. It's awesome. I, I, I wanted to bring you on because I thought uh, your, your story is kind of cool. And I was uh, checking out, uh, I think it's Fixed Ops Mastermind and uh, everything I've learned and stumbled across it. And I'm sure you'll be able to share with us some of the cool details behind the scenes. Uh, definitely had me interested and I wanted to be sure to get you on here to, to tell your story to our fellow entrepreneurs out there listening. So I'm just going to step back and give you the floor and, you know, share with us, you know, what you've gone through, you know, your cool, you're good, bad, and ugly, uh, and to, to get to where you are now and, and why you love doing what you do so much. Yeah, absolutely. Again, thanks for having me on. Um, so I'll, um, I'll do a little bit of a Cliff Notes version because it, it is spanning uh, 30 plus years in, in fixed I, I operations. To- I totally get it. <laughs> Um, so fixed operations for everybody out there who is not involved in, in the automotive world is a service and parts departments and also includes body shops um, for mainly uh, new car dealerships. So that, that's what encompasses fixed operations. It is called that because the hours that we have to sell each day is a fixed asset. Uh, so, so that's why it's called fixed operations, not a, not a real uh, um, deep thinking put into what they called it. So I started my journey 
back uh, at, at the end of high school, I was actually uh, enrolled in a computer science and repair uh, program to go to college with. And uh, my dad worked at the college and he said, hey, Ford has this really cool new program coming out. Why don't you check it out? And so I went and listened to their spiel and uh, wound up changing over to what Ford called the asset program. And uh, th that's where I started, went through that program, became a technician, and quite honestly, was not a real good technician. So I, uh, I, I backed out of being a technician after about four and a half years and went to the service desk where I became a service advisor, taking care of the customers as they were coming in the door and really found uh, what I love to do, which, which was taking care of customers, giving them advice on what they should be doing with their cars. And within the first year of being there, uh, I won an award from Ford for, for being a uh, top service advisor in the country. And I won that for the next uh, three years running uh, until Ford canceled the program. I guess they got sick of sending me on trips. So <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, for, from there, I, I worked my way up from there, uh, the, up to an assistant manager, a manager, uh, all the way up to being a, uh, a fixed ops director where I was run, running a group of seven stores. Um, and I had only been doing that for a few months uh, when, when my dad got ill, uh, which was at the beginning of this year, uh, the, the end of this year. Uh, yeah, it's still this year, the end of last year. <laughs> and uh, I, I made a move to, the, I, was, I was about an hour and a half from home every day. Um, I, my parents live right next door to me. Uh, so I made the decision to leave that group, come back to being a, a service director, just running one store, but that store is 11 minutes from my house. Uh, nice. So I could be close to, to help my dad out, um, which worked out very well. He ended up passing uh, at the end of February. So I, I was able to be close for the last three months, be right there and, and be able to help him through that. So, um, so that's where I am now. Uh, the, the Fixed Ops Mastermind um, was a, a moniker that was given to me uh, by somebody on, on LinkedIn named Ted Ings. Uh, he started calling me that. that that's not a self-given title. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, but I took that title and ran with it, uh, created the, the Fix Ops Mastermind um, program uh, where we do every Tuesday night, we have a, a paid membership uh, that we come, we have experts, we get together, we discuss things going on in our stores uh, and, and help each other find solutions to those. Um, and uh, I'm actually getting ready to introduce a free version of that, um, that that will be during the day to make it a little easier for people to get to um, pop in while they're at their stores and, and have a listen and get some knowledge out to people. So what I find in this industry is, is a lot of us came up through the ranks like I did, uh, but a lot of people did not get lucky enough to have the mentors that I had along the way uh, that, that taught me how to deal with people and, and how to run a department. And a lot of times what ends up happening is, <clears throat> excuse me, you get somebody who's a service advisor, the service manager gets fired or leaves and they go, all right, you're the best service advisor. You're next in the chair. And right. that's your, that's your training for management. In, Whether they're the ready or not. Right. <laughs> exactly. And, and what happens is you end up with, with a lot of poor managers through, through no fault of their own. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but a lot of poor managers, um, you know, which, which leads to a lot of, a lot of issues with, keeping people and, and having long-term employees and, and their own 
job satisfaction. So that's kind of the, uh, the, the cliff notes of my 30 plus years in this business. Nice. And I think as a, as a well, first off, let me, let me back up and say, well, congratulations for, you know, winning the, that, uh, that four top service award multiple years running. I'm sure there was a, uh, a pretty good field of competition in that. Uh, that kind of says a lot to about your expertise in, in, in the in the area for sure. Um, and I think that's kind of uh, backed up again by someone else giving you that moniker of the fixed ops mastermind. I think so many times there are things that we as uh, just business men and women or entrepreneurs think is it just comes naturally to us or it's easy, but someone else says, dude, you're so good at that. You need to teach others. Uh, and then they, they give you some sort of uh, moniker like that. So congratulations on both those areas for being recognized in that. Now, um, I, I want to pick into the, the mastermind for a minute or two, if you don't mind, is um, I think lots of folks may be aware of them. Lots of folks may not. And it, you, you scratch the surface saying you guys get together, you know, once a week and kind of discuss issues. And um, is there someone that's kind of the, the at the head of the table or is it like everyone else just helping? Oh, I, yeah, I went through that same problem. Here's the best way to solve it. Or uh, share a little bit more about that for me. Yeah, so I act as as the the, um, the moderator of the group, if you would. Mm -hmm. um, but I also, what I do is I try to bring on uh, an expert every week uh, in, in a different area of either the dealership or, or life. Um, you know, we've had people who, who run the, uh, what, what they call the BDC, the business development centers where, where they're answering calls, scheduling appointments, you know, calling people for recalls, that type of stuff. Uh, I've had people in from there. I've had people in who are experts on the amount of data that we have available to us and how to, how to better use that. Um, and all the way up through, uh, we, we had Christopher Salem on, uh, who came on and talked about uh, mindset? He's a certified um, mindset uh, expert. Nice. Uh, he, he wrote he wrote the book uh, Master Your Inner Critic, um, and uh, he came on and, and talked about mindset and meditation and journaling and limiting beliefs. And we, we kind of took a detour from from the automotive side to to kind of handle the the other stuff, which which you need to to be successful in business. You got to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. I, it's one of the things I actually kind of premised this whole podcast on. It's like, yeah, we're going to come in here and talk about some great tips and techniques and strategies, but uh, we're also going to, you know, tackle that whole personal development arena. Otherwise, you know, if your mindset is jacked, your biz set gets jacked as well, right? Absolutely. Um, so share with us uh, maybe some of the biggest struggles you came through, uh, maybe more so on this entrepreneurial journey that you're, you're embarking on. Yeah, so uh, certainly the, this entrepreneurial journey has been has been much different than my journey through uh, the dealerships. Uh, the, the dealerships obviously have um, at least some established uh, principles and, and um, processes was the word I was looking for sure. uh, that, that, that sometimes you need to tighten up, sometimes you need to create all new processes, uh, but the, the basic business structure is there. Uh, and, and when you break out on this entrepreneurial journey, journey you realize there is no structure there and you need to create all of that. Uh, for me, uh, I am, I am the, the, the creative one, uh, which probably to, to my automotive uh, friends listening, I don't seem that way because in automotive, I'm a very process-driven person. Sure. Um, but, but when it comes to actually creating all those processes and things, 
that's that's not where that's not where I'm terrific. It, it's easy in the automotive world because I've been doing it for thirty plus years. Mm-hmm. But but to try and get out and and create, you, you know, when I created this mastermind, I, I I had a basic idea of what I thought it would look like in my head, uh, and, and I was encouraged by by Ted Ings who who told me just just put it out there. I mean, I had I had a start date several months away so I could get it all planned out. And he said, just put it out there. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it's going to do. I don't know what it's going to look like. And he said, it doesn't matter. And honestly, he was completely right because I put it out there. It looks nothing like what I first envisioned it uh, to be. And, and uh, there's a recording of our fir- very first session where I laid out what the, uh, w- what the agenda would be in each week. And w- we do nothing. Uh, that, that's on that agenda <laughs> from from the first time. So uh, the, the struggles in the entrepreneurial journey for me as as a creative are, are being able to to keep myself engaged in in building those processes and you know getting your uh, getting your your email set up and and getting those written and and being prepared to to do the stuff behind the scenes mm-hmm. and, and not just the creative stuff. Nice. I, I stole. I stole a couple of gems inside there. One is that uh, that whole, just get it out there, right? And I'm I'm going to use the moniker of imperfect action. So many times we uh, we get mo- we we all get bogged down in the all right. Here's here's what it all. I got to do step one, two, and three, and five, and eighteen, and twenty-seven, forty-seven. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm finally at forty-nine. One more to go, and you know you're like, dude, just just put it out there. Yeah. Um, and and that again, that almost in your example as well, it kind of leads up to you know what what you think it's going to look like is probably not what it's going to end up looking like, and it's probably going to end up looking way better. Uh, and you don't know that until you you, you get it out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, the, the done is better than perfect. I, I don't know who to to attribute <laughs> that quote to, but uh, it, it's absolutely correct. Well, today we'll attribute it to you, Dave. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, but that's so right, and, and I think that's one of the the other big uh, big losses is um, uh, 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 is so many folks say this is the vision I have, and and you put it out there, and sometimes folks trip over their own feet trying to force the vision when mm-hmm. other people are going, oh, I, I think that's a great idea. I want to be a part of it. What about this? And they're like, no, no, I want it to be like this, right? Right. Yeah, the, and I can tell you, I, I mean, my vision, my, my vision for what I wanted it to look like and my vision of what I wanted it to accomplish uh, were, were two different things. And, and the vision of what I wanted it to accomplish, which was to be able to, to help younger uh, managers and, and advisors coming up through the system or even technicians who wanted to move into advisor, manager, director positions. I wanted to be able to help them. And that vision that vision still remains, but honestly, that, that vision has now turned into the, the mastermind is, is really a group of leaders within the dealerships uh, and, and even within some vendors that, that come and, <clears throat> and learn about fixed ops. Uh, but that vision still remains because now these managers and directors are learning all these other skills to be able to help their people and, and raise them mm. uh, to, to a new level. So, the vision of what I thought it would look like is completely different than what it is now, but I am getting that effect of what you just what, what you just alluded to, which was people are saying, wow, we really like this. We, we want to be a part of this. Um, and, and I've had some sessions where I've brought on an expert where I was like, okay, I, I think this person's pretty interesting, but I 
I'm not sure how the group is going to receive it and, and not sure if it's going to be, you know, boring to them. Mm-hmm. And those, those seem to be the sessions where at the end of it, people are like, wow, that was amazing. Yeah, and, and I always sit back and go, okay, <laughs> that, that's interesting because that's not how I, how I thought it was going to go. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just got to let the, the universe take over and, and take you in the direction you're supposed to go. I hear you there. I think one of the greatest things uh, we can all do is uh, uh, I usually say something like, uh, you know, listen to the market, in which case your market would be the participants of your mastermind, right? And mm-hmm. uh, if you keep getting that great feedback, then, you know, you keep pushing that that envelope on what uh, folks you have coming in presenting to them. Heck, they'll probably even get to the point where they're like, you know, telling you, hey, what about this person? And what about that person? And mm-hmm. next thing you know, they're helping you pick the uh, the speakers for you. You're now listening to-, to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Right, absolutely. And, and that is starting to happen. There's people who are, you know, starting to send me messages and saying, hey, what about, have you ever heard of this person? They're an expert in parts or they're, yeah. they're an expert in, you know, whatever it is and, and uh, starting to reach out with other names of, of people who could come on and help us. That's cool. Uh, let me let me uh, um, let me do a quick little sidebar here. Something you might not have considered is so. If any of uh, the folks, any of our entrepreneurial folks that are listening, wanted to uh, kick off their own mastermind, right? Well, what kind of mm-hmm. advice would you share with them? Um, well, let, let's go back to to what we said a few minutes ago, which is um, uh, finished. Excuse me. <clears throat> done is better than perfect, right? Um, you know, don't, don't be afraid to, to just get it out there. I mean, there's so many tools um, that, that, are, that are easy to use and, and many times free to use. And if you use Zoom, which is what I use for my, my masterminds, um, you can get a free, um, a free download of Zoom. Mm-hmm. It costs you nothing each month and you can, you know, get a group of people together to talk about whatever industry it is that you're in. Um, you know, the, the, I guess maybe we should go back and talk about the mastermind itself a little bit for, sure. for anybody who's not familiar with what a mastermind is. Um, Please. Napoleon Hill introduced it in his book called Think and Grow Rich, which for, for anybody listening that has not read this, you, you need to go and spend the time to, to, to read it. Um, but in that book, he, he explained that when you get a group of people together, when you take two people and put them together that those two minds form a third invisible power uh, likened to a third mind. So, so you have multiplied the power uh, of what comes out of that and, and what uh, thoughts and ideas and solutions come out of that, that, that you would have not have gotten yourself and that other person would have not gotten themselves. But putting the two of you together, you, you came up with a solution that, that would not have been possible alone. And that's the whole theory behind the mastermind is, is you get people in there. Nobody needs to have the right answers. It doesn't matter with whether you have four minutes of experience or 40 years of experience. Everybody has something to contribute, and, and they all come together to, to create a, a larger power and, and more solutions. It's, it's powerful stuff. It is, and it was funny you mentioned that Napoleon Hill, which obviously that's a great book, and I'm a big fan of Napoleon Hill and, and gosh, all of his stuff. I think I've uh, read, watched, or uh, um, consumed it in one form or another. Uh, everything I've seen it with his name on it. But if we if we go back even further, um, Benjamin Franklin in his biography uh, was talking about what he called the Huantu. 
uh, group. And it was, it's mm-hmm. J-U-N-T-O, I believe is how it was spelled. And it was him and uh, I think it was like four or five other uh businessmen in the area and at this time it would have been in philadelphia um some would be names that you would recognize some that you wouldn't recognize uh, would not recognize but they were doing the same thing and like you said they they would come together and at each one of the meetings one person was going to give some sort of uh presentation whatever it was, whatever he wanted to give about but they were mm-hmm. all there to share uh thoughts uh, concerns and ideas and banter them about and everyone was supposed to give input on whatever the other people are talking about and those that didn't participate obviously didn't get as much out of it and you know he was even so harsh as to say those that didn't participate will and were asked to leave <laughs> um, <laughs> because right right if you got a you know you got someone there and you're not doing anything when you're not helping them and they're not helping you so you know really what's right. their what's their purpose um, it so, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's been around a long time and I really like the, uh, the, the analogy you gave about the group of minds creating a, I'm going to use my words, the more, one more powerful mind. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's like whenever we go through brainstorming sessions, right? You know, right. Uh, I give you an, I say something and that tickles your mind and you say, oh, well, what about that? And all of a sudden Jane goes, oh, wow, well, what about this? And, you know, mm-hmm. to, if you got four or five people in a room, by the time everyone has said uh, their thought of the idea you've come around to something that nobody by themselves would have would have come up with and that's a huge advantage of of masterminds yeah absolutely and and napoleon hill obviously gave it the the name of the the mastermind yeah uh, but but you're right it's been around much longer than that i mean you can go all the way back to king arthur and the knights of the round table that that was a a form of a, a mastermind also Absolutely. So. No, that's it's great. I mean, heck, you going to go back, you can go back to the Greeks, right? When they were <laughs> yeah. all getting together and they were, you know, doing debates and, and having chats, they were, that mm-hmm. was their version of a mastermind. And so the power of this has been around since, you know, man has been speaking, I think. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and probably before that, they just uh, expressed it differently, but. Exactly. I, but I think one of the keys when it comes to a mastermind is to have some sort of uh, focus. Uh, and I guess in your instance, you guys are all, you know, um, fixed ops um, focused in one mm-hmm. form or another while you're bringing in other folks that are speaking on other topics to, you know, further grow their their mindset and their, you know, their business acumen. Uh, but certainly you all have that one focus. Yes. And certainly we do focus on, on fixed ops. Um, like I said, with the vision being that, that we're going to help younger people coming up in this and and by younger i don't necessarily mean by age but by experience in the business absolutely um, but with that being the vision that we're, we're trying to help them and elevate them and get them the skills that they need so they don't become the the next manager that gets plopped in the deceit with no training um <laughs> that that's why we we kind of veer off from from just talking about about parts and service and and all that kind of stuff which can sometimes be pretty boring, but in the end, it's, uh, you know, the service department is, is selling. Um, so, so the sales involved, uh, we're, we're managing people and uh, you can take those skills to, to any industry. It does, doesn't matter that, that we happen to be dealing with cars. And in fact, I say all the time that, that, you know, we're not servicing cars there. We're servicing people. Um, they, they just happen to bring a car to us. Um, you know, it, it could be anything that they bring. They could bring a, a, a VCR, a DVD player. I'm showing my age. 
um, <laughs> to us. It, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the what the equipment or what the thing is that needs service. It's really the customer that that you're taking care of, and and that's why we're trying to. Um, you know, make sure we keep the focus on on getting people the training they need to to be able to to be a, a high functioning uh, people server. Absolutely, and th- therein lies another gem. And I think that applies to uh, any entrepreneur listening or anyone. Period is that you're not servicing X. You're actually servicing people, and I think the more people that uh, absorb that mindset will start stepping up their game a lot faster. Yes, absolutely. All right, so hmm, let's uh, let's do another side one. You've uh, you've been obviously thirty years in the uh, in the automotive fixed ops business. You got your uh, uh, cutting your entrepreneurial teeth. What uh, what's your top tip for entrepreneurs? Uh, my, my top tip for entrepreneurs would would be to uh, get rid of any imposter syndrome that you're holding on to. Um, that has that has been probably uh, the the biggest thing for me uh, as I started to to step into this uh, moniker that was handed to me as the the fixed ops mastermind mm-hmm. was you know I looked around and said yeah I don't know as much as Jim Smith I don't know as much as Bob Jones um, and it, you really have to get rid of those limiting beliefs and get rid of that imposter syndrome to, to think that, yeah, okay, I'm doing a good job, but not nearly as good a job as somebody else. That does not mean that you don't have value in, in the marketplace and, and that you can't help other people. Uh, most times you, you're going to find that obviously as human beings, we, we tend to the negative um, mm-hmm. and uh, you're going to find you know a lot more than, than you really think you know mm-hmm. uh, about the subject that, that you're working to it. So, that would be that would be my top tip. Eliminate your limiting beliefs, and eliminate as much as possible your imposter syndrome. Hey, man, I really like that one. There's so many times that uh, people have such vast amounts of knowledge to share, and they're like, because maybe it's just because it's so easy to them that they think it's easy for everyone else. And you're like, no, I, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You you, you got to share that with me. Um, excellent, excellent. So when you were uh, when you were kicking off your your mastermind and getting the the ball rolling, um, anyone out there maybe kicking off some sort of venture or restarting their venture, as we like to say around here, is you know, uh, kickstart, restart, or just you know start leveling up. What kind of marketing did you do to? You know, I mean, did you have? struggles marketing this to your uh, to your folks or I mean what marketing tips could you give for some new idea yeah so for for me um, because of the the industry that I was in a, a lot of my uh, my members and my target audience are on LinkedIn um, you know so that that was the first thing that that, that I looked at was where do they gather um, and uh, they gather on LinkedIn for, for most of the people that I was looking for. And, and at first, that was a little more difficult because I was looking for, for technicians, for service advisors, and there's not as many of those on, on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, I could get to the people who were th- that they were working for. Um, and, and that's how this has turned out. As I said, this has turned out to be more of a, a, a leader's mastermind who is then bringing it back to their teams mm-hmm. as opposed to the team being on the calls. Um, and so most of my marketing was done through through LinkedIn. Uh, I, I've since gone and, and I, you know, I have some stuff on on Facebook and Instagram as well. 
but still most of my marketing is done through LinkedIn because that's, that's where my audience spends most of their time when they're not working. So let me make sure I heard that right. So um, obviously, as everyone knows, you're, you want to go where your target market is at, right? Whatever your target market is, and yours in this case is, is in LinkedIn. Um, but what I heard you say briefly in there is that you were thinking more at the tech level, but it turns out it ended up being more at the leadership level. Yeah. So uh, originally, um, I wanted to get to, to technicians who wanted to learn how to be managers, advisors who wanted to learn how to be managers. Um, and, and like I said, it, it turned out more to be the people who were managers and directors wanting to learn how to be better managers and directors to then help their teams, their advisors and their technicians to make those, those transitions into uh, it being a technician to an advisor, an advisor to a manager. Um, and so that, that target audience um, is still there, but I had to get to them through the, the leaders that hang out on LinkedIn. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it almost comes back to uh, getting it out there because it might be more than your vision. Your vision was those was techs and you find out it's really these guys through or through these guys to get to those guys. Is that right? Yeah, it, it, absolutely. It had, had I waited to, to get enough members uh, that, that were advisors and technicians, I probably still would have not have launched. And, and I launched um, in June of 2000 or June or July of, of 2018. So, um, you, you know, we were 2019. We, we crossed over, <laughs> crossed over a year uh, being out there now. And I probably wouldn't have launched yet because I wouldn't have had enough of those people. Uh, it, it was, it was too difficult to, um, to, to find a place where they, where they gather. Mm -hmm. um, other than some, there's some Facebook groups where, where service advisors gather, but it's, but it's really, you know, a place where they, they kind of make fun of things that happen during the day and you gotcha. know, that, that type of thing. It's, it's like not going to be the, <laughs> it's like the digital watering hole, right? <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. It's, it's not going to be the people who are actually looking to level up. <laughs> I, I so. gotcha. I gotcha. No. And, yeah. and I think this almost brings us full circle. I mean, it comes back to what, uh, you know, you said in those gems of your, your biggest struggle is, was that imperfect action, getting it going out there. Um, it might not end up being the vision you thought it, in, in this case, it, uh, and quite often, uh, it ends up being better. So done is better than mm -hmm. perfect, right? Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. So uh, um, any, any final thoughts? After your final thought, I definitely want to give you an opportunity to you know, share with anyone that might be interested in finding out more about uh, the Fixed Ops Mastermind and anything, any of your other goodness. Certainly. Um, yeah, final thoughts for, for anybody out there that, that's looking to get out on your own. Uh, certainly, I encourage you to do that. Um, you know, don't, don't endanger your, your family's future by, yeah. by leaving what provides income, but, but certainly get out there. Find what drives you. Um, I, I know everybody says find your passion. You won't, you won't work a day in your life, but y your passion is not always going to be what is going to be able to, uh, to, to pay the bills. Um, but certainly you can find something that actually drives you uh, that, that can turn around and, and make money for you. Or maybe you're not looking to make money. Maybe you're just looking to, to have something out there on the side that you enjoy doing. I encourage you to get out there and do that. Uh, it, it makes a, a huge difference uh, in your life in general. Nice. Yeah, I, I 
I can't even add to that. That was perfectly said. So, so Dave, uh, you know, share with everyone if they want to find out more about uh, Dave and all his goodness. Uh, Dave Foy, everyone, F-O-Y, um, uh, Fixed Ops Mastermind, any other places, and uh, take it away. Um, yeah, the FixedOpsMastermind.com is the, the website for the mastermind. Um, the, uh, on LinkedIn, uh, it, it's David Foy on LinkedIn. Um, I don't know exactly how, how that comes out. I think it's at the end, but if you search for David Foy, Fixed Ops Mastermind, you will find me. Okay. Um, and uh, also have the, uh, the, the podcast, uh, which right now is also by the same name, FixedOpsMastermind.com. Uh, that is going to be changing to Backhouse Success soon. So depending on when this gets released, it, if you're searching for it, it might be under Backhouse Success as opposed to Fixed Ops Mastermind. All right, and I'm going to be sure to get all those links um, into the show notes when this comes out. Oh, gosh, you know, from the time that you and I are talking, it'll probably be about uh, three, four weeks, but uh, yep. we'll definitely get uh, uh, all those into the show notes for you, including that awesome. LinkedIn. All righty, sir. Well, I, stuff. De I definitely appreciate your time, David. Thank you so much. Tracy, thank you for having me. It was a great oh, conversation. I really enjoyed absolutely, it. Absolutely. Definitely appreciate it. All right. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. David Foy dropping fixed ops mastermind bombs on us today. What thoughts did you uh, come away with? Here's some of the thoughts that I came away with. Thought number one. Here we have yet another story of a person starting in one place and ending up somewhere entirely different. David started off as an automotive technician, but he found by his own admission that he wasn't a great technician. But once he moved over to the service desk, it started to click and he even started to win awards for his level of service from Ford. Wow, right? Again, I want to remind everyone listening to find the part of your life or your business that makes your heart sing. Focus on that. Start winning your own awards of joy and revenue that come from following your passion. Thought number two, David took on that moniker of the fixed ops mastermind that was given to him. Uh, it was given to him by someone else, but he took it and he ran with it. I mean, he went out there and he started a paid membership mastermind of like-minded folks. And in his case, it was a group of folks that worked in the same field. And when they got together, they got together to discuss the issues that were they were facing in their businesses. And he created this mastermind, really, to fill that void of those up-and-coming folks that were going to become uh, managers, but that weren't getting the same level of, of training and mentorship that he had gotten as he came up. Well, And what he did in doing this is he created this win-win across the board. So the question I'll have for you is, what kind of mastermind should you be a part of or could you create for your clients and your customers that would be of a huge benefit for them, right? Bringing them, bringing them that next level of value that they would be oh so willing to pay for. Thought number three. Now, while David ran the mastermind group, he realized he did not have all the answers. So, much like this podcast, he brought on different people from different areas to speak on their expertise, and that way everyone could learn from these experts and increase their knowledge base and skill sets along the way, including himself. 
So the question becomes here, how could you leverage your skills and your expertise of those that you do know and even some of those folks that you don't know to enhance your product and your service to those in your audience? Thought number four, just put it out there. David was encouraged to start the mastermind by his mentor, right? And he mentioned uh, having a start date that was literally a few months out. And his mentor advised him to just put it out there. And that's what he did. And he was glad he did because how it currently looks today looks nothing like he originally envisioned it. So how many of us, yeah, you hear that? How many of us, how many of you are putting off, uh, you know, putting off starting or restarting or kickstarting your entrepreneurial journey because you want to get it all right and you want to get it all perfect and you want to get it all ready to go. Well, let's follow David's advice and just put it out there. Let your prospects and your customers give you that valuable input that you need it guided along the path that the market needs it to travel. All you'll have to do at that point is steer and step on the gas as the universe literally lays out the road in front of you. Thought number five, be a people pleaser. Yeah, yeah. What is the number one way to get from where you are to where you want to be? I think Zig Ziglar answered this well, and I'm going to spin a different version of that. You're going to get there by helping enough others get from where they are to where they want to be. See, no matter what your business is, and I think this applies in life and relationships too, but no matter what your business is, in the end, your product is not, and I say again, your product is not about you. It's about your customer. So be a people server. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my dark horse friends and family, what ideas and thoughts inspired you from today's episode or any of the previous episodes? Whatever they are, right, or whatever they were, take some time today and put them into action. Get out there, run your race, get your results, and let me hear about them. Seriously, email me at tracy at darkhorseschooling.com. Share the tips and the ideas that you came away with, how you put them into action, and what results you gained from them. All right, and on tomorrow's episode, your humble host, yep, that's me, I'm going to be chatting about the six C's of entrepreneurship. You didn't think it was going to be some sort of geography lesson, did you? Plus, I'm going to be telling you about some big changes that are happening in the following week. Ooh, got some big, exciting things on the horizon. Now, I know you want to keep getting all these valuable tips and inspirational stories from this podcast, so please go on down there, hit that subscribe button while you're there. Drop us a five-star rating and, and write us a quick review. And, of course, don't keep all this entrepreneurial G-O-L-D all to yourself. Share the podcast with other entrepreneurs and business owners you know will get value from it. With that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.